According to Elizabeth Diane Downs, she and her three children were shot by a strange man. It was 1983, an unimaginable crime. Diane Downs was a case that captured the imagination and the horror of people at the time. We have not overlooked any possible suspects. Reporters covering the story were getting hints that Downs herself was a suspect in the case. A mother accused of murdering one of her young children and trying to kill the other two. At night, when I close my eyes, I can see Christy reaching her hand out to me while I'm driving. That haunts me the most. A part of me was afraid that that's where I came from. Does that mean where I'm going? Diane Downs was a 27-year-old mother who had just moved up to Oregon from Chandler, Arizona. She was the mother of three children ages 8, 7, and 3, Christy, Cheryl, and Danny. She was a postal worker. On the night of May 19th, Diane Downs went out for a drive, taking her three children with her. And she took a detour to do some sightseeing. Diane said the guy had flagged her car down. It was dark. And uh, she had her three sleeping young kids in the car. She says she pulls over to help the man. Supposedly, the man uh, wanted her car, demanded her keys. She said, you've got to be kidding, at which time he pushed her aside and began shooting the three kids. Diane says the man shoots her in the left arm, but she's able to distract him and makes her escape, then quickly drives herself and children to the hospital. I can only imagine the shock of everyone at the hospital when up rolls Diane Downs with three bloody children. Cheryl was dead, and Danny and Christy had both been shot and were badly wounded. When I got to the hospital, I was uh, directed to interview the mother. Investigators say her behavior seemed odd from the beginning. Her demeanor was flat, not one tear, even though she knew that uh, uh, Cheryl had died. It was surreal. When I was finished taking care of Christy, then I sought out her mother, and to my complete surprise, Diane was non-emotional. And then she says, that really ruined my new car. I got blood all over the back of it. Cops are racking their brains to try to put this case together. We're going to do a videotape reenactment. Diane Downs is trying to show the investigators exactly what happened. I go like that. I got in the car, jumped in, put the keys in. I just hit my cast. This is worse than, okay. She'd hit her cast and made the statement, this is worse than, and she caught herself. So we speculated, of course, what she would have said to finish that sentence. And we always thought, this is worse than when I shot myself. Good evening, I'm Ann Bradley. With suspicion mounting, Diane gives a jaw-dropping interview. When we got to talk to her, they said she could bring her lawyer to the interview that we wanted to do. She showed up by herself, and I said, Gotcha. Everybody says you sure were lucky. Well, I don't feel very lucky. I couldn't tie my damn shoes for about two months. It is very painful. It is still painful. The scar is going to be there forever. I'm going to remember that night for the rest of my life, whether I want to or not. I don't think I was very lucky. I think my kids were lucky. If I had been shot the way they were, we all would have died. 
Ken Yeager says Diane never cries over the death of her child in the interview. But even more surprising, she's now pregnant. You can't replace children, but you can replace the effect that they give you. And they give me love, they give me satisfaction, they give me stability, they give me a reason to live and a reason to be happy, and, and that's gone, they took it from me. But children are so easy to conceive. The father, a man she met on her mail delivery route. While Diane is busy talking herself into the prime suspect chair, police are quietly gathering evidence. Then, let's talk about the weapon, a 22 caliber handgun. She tells police she does not have a handgun. We discovered that she had bought a pistol, and it was a 22, and it was a Ruger. Well, bingo. The murder weapon is never found, but... They searched uh, Diane Downs' home, and they found a, a rifle, and there were some 22 shells in the rifle that had been ejected from some other weapon. Markings on those bullets match the markings on the shell casings found at the crime scene. Police also find her diaries inside a possible motive. When you read Diane Downs' diary, you read, Nick, nobody's ever been able to take uh, your place in my heart. My kids aren't any trouble. Nick was a former co-worker Diane had fallen in love with back in Arizona. Nick liked kids, but he said, I didn't want to be a daddy. Diane considered the kids to be hindrance to Nick's arrival. If she didn't have these kids in the way anymore, she could have her lover that she was having trouble living without. Now the evidence is piling up. Police arrest Diane nine months after the shooting. She then heads to trial, visibly pregnant. What was a jury supposed to think? Who wants to send a pregnant mom to jail for life? The key witness, her nine-year-old daughter, Christy. The dramatic courtroom scene recreated in this made-for-TV ABC miniseries about the case. Who shot you? My mom. The jury is unanimous. The jury delivered its guilty verdicts on all five counts of murder, attempted murder, and assault. Diane Downs is sentenced to life plus 50 years in prison. Downs showed no emotion. I don't know what is the story wouldn't end there. The prosecutor adopts Diane's surviving children, Danny and Christy, but there was still the baby. Ten days after Diane's conviction, I accompanied Diane to the hospital. About the only thing that I thought was, we've saved this baby's life. She's got a chance for a normal life. But afterwards, caseworker arrived and took the child, and that was the last that Diane saw her. The baby named Becky was adopted by a loving family but it would be years before she found out where she came from. I never had questions about my biological dad. It was mainly about my biological mom. When she's 11 years old, she finds out the name of her biological mother and that there's a book about her, Small Sacrifices. I opened it and looked at a picture of Diane Downs sitting at a table 
it was a face to what I had been looking for. And it wasn't a face that I wanted to see. The cold look in her eyes scared me. And it was scary. I slammed the book shut. But a few years later, she says a boyfriend shows her that ABC miniseries based on the book. After seeing that movie, her life goes in a downward spiral. What did that mean for me? Is that who I have to become? I was afraid that I came from a monster. I was afraid that I had that potential. Becky becomes a mother herself at age 17, and then again at age 20. By then, she says she realizes she cannot care for this new baby and places him for adoption. There is a parallel there that history is repeating itself. Holding him was heartbreaking because I knew that I couldn't keep holding him. It just, it takes a piece of you. And I wanted to connect with somebody. It made me think about Diane, and I actually wanted to reach out to her. Becky decides to write to Diane in prison. I wanted to relate to her, not as a mother, because I had a mother, just as somebody that felt the pain and emptiness that I felt in that time. She says Diane writes her back almost immediately. You look like me, same chin. Don't you hate it? You are beautiful. First letter seemed to possibly have that connection I was looking for. I could almost hear her voice in her letters. But as the two continue corresponding, Becky says the tone of Diane's letters changes. They progressively got more and more insane. She wrote back accusing me of being one of the people trying to harm her. And at that point, I completely regretted everything, any contact with her, and so I put a stop to it. The pressure I felt of being Diane Down's daughter growing up switched into power. After years of soul searching, Becky started sharing her story publicly, taking control of her life, a proud mother to her son, now a sophomore in high school. Did you have a good day? I had a great day. Okay. I compare where I was at that age to where he is, and my heart overflows with joy and pride. Over the years, Becky has been in touch with her half-sister, Christy, who, along with her half-brother, Danny, have chosen to live privately. Diane Downs remains behind bars, likely for life. She and some of her family maintain her innocence. I'm Becky Babcock. I'm not Diane Downs' daughter, and my story is not the story of a victim. It's just part of where I came from. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.